We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's happening, everybody? Matt here, but you can call me Matub, and welcome to the Pack a Day Podcast. And join me as always is Zach Jacobson. Say hey to the people, Zach. Hey, people. <laughs> so, <laughs> this being our introduction podcast, uh, we will be taking the Sunday time slot for the 365 days a year Packers based podcast, Pack a Day. And we are going to be going over the safeties as kind of a roster breakdown, how we think. The 53 is going to shake out, but I want to know, Zach, what are you up to? Well, you know, it's extremely hot over here in Southern California right now. We're going through like a mini heat wave. Obviously, we're in like the heat of, of, of summer. I mean, who could have thunk it? Who could have thunk that it would have been near 100 degrees at the end of July? I mean, it totally took me by surprise, but <laughs> you know, I'm just relaxing here. Tuesday night, you know, I got to drink a blue Gatorade, oh. my, my drink, of, drink of choice for Solid. the podcast. Yeah, so f- very solid. For those who don't know, uh, Zach is in California. I am in Colorado, and Colorado recently went through a heat wave, but uh, we are currently getting hammered with hail and rainstorms, so it was a breezy 75 degrees for me today. Must be nice. Mm. So yeah, how, how's, that, how's, how's bragging camp going? How is my what now? Bragging camp. How's bragging camp going? Bragging camp? Yeah. What's, <laughs> oh, uh-huh. ha 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 ha. I appreciate it. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, Thank but you. I'm just I'm just sitting here enjoying my Mexican lager from Ska Brewing. It is delicious. I would um mm. if I was to give it a comparison, I would say it's like a craft tecate. Well, it's definitely better than Blue Gatorade, so I'll give you that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, if it was 100 degrees and I was sweating that bad, I think I'd be going. But you know what? I'm I'm a classic lime guy. That's my choice. Mm. I've always been. You know, uh, no, I, I feel you. Lime actually goes good with almost anything. Absolutely. So, moving on to the topic at hand. Let's do a quick rundown of the safeties. Who we think out of the 90s is going to make the 53 uh, what the heck is happening with HaHa Clinton Dix and where Josh Jones is going to be? Uh, Zach, if you'd like to take point on that, what would you like to talk about first? I think I'll tackle Josh Jones. I All mean, right. no pun intended. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm on fire tonight. <laughs> um, well, we know Morgan Burnett left in free agency. He's a Pittsburgh Steeler now. You know, boohoo. But that leaves kind of a little a little gap there at the strong safety position, whether that's going to be Kentrell Bryce's void to fill or Josh Jones, you know, coming into his second year. If I'm the Packers, if I'm Mike Pettin, if I'm Dar- you know, Darren Perry, whatever, you want Josh Jones playing closer to the line of scrimmage. You want him in the teeth of this defense where he played last season. He excelled there last season, he, you know, up front and close where he can make tackles and be physical, which is what he's good at. We don't know if he has that, that instinctive ability to play strong safety yet. And the Packers, they've already mentioned uh, over the offseason about how they're trying to give these younger players fewer responsibilities, which is, I think, something in Don Caper's scheme that has plagued the younger players over the last few years. It's that they were handling too many responsibilities. So, you know, packing definitely. on so much. What was that? Uh, definitely. And, and like how oh, you mentioned yeah. you mentioned Kentrell Bryce, um, we did get to see him last year when Morgan was out against the Cowboys and we saw him dump, who was the, the tiny white receiver on the Cowboys? Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. We saw him dump Cole Beasley on his head. Good and, God. Um, I was talking about that on Twitter and I had kind of a memed out video that, that got popular and people were really bagging on Bryce and they're like, Oh yeah, he made the tackle, you know, 20 yards after the catch. But if you watch that play, he was playing deep on the other side of the field and reacted to the play. So yeah, as as if it was his blown coverage, he right. he came up. Yeah, he came up and made the hit. He made the stop. If it wasn't for him, Cole Beasley could have. I mean, they were getting pretty close to scoring. The Cowboys were so. Kentrell Bryce stepped up and made that play. And obviously, you're an undrafted rookie at the time. It was the the 2007 play 2017 playoffs. Sorry, and you're this undrafted rookie, who in your first season you just leveled this veteran receiver in a playoff game in Dallas against one of the best teams in football. And people were saying, oh, why is he celebrating? You know, you, you, they just gave up a huge first down on like third and 15. Yeah, of course he's going to celebrate. <laughs> Absolutely. And especially because when you, when you have to go back and watch the whole play, he is the reason that wasn't six and it wasn't his fault in the first place. And I think that leads into, you know, keeping Josh Jones in the box and maybe Kentrell Bryce has increased his, um, coverage ability i always said that that bryce is a missile and he just needed some guidance yeah uh and haha oh, that obviously haha <laughs> <laughs> ha, former all pro current i don't know uh obviously has free safety and lock I, I, what mm-hmm. do you think was the cause of his downturn last year i think a lot of it was really just i mean you hear it a lot he was playing out of position you know and it always points back to the scheme and, and dom capers but 
you know, you can only blame the scheme to a point. And uh, I, I'm hoping Mike Pedden can kind of turn that turn that around and, you know, put ha put Clinton Dix in positions where he can succeed because um, he was playing way way back in the defense last year to, you know, where you know if the completion was over the middle, he would have to come up and make the play. And when you're like, for people who who have played football specifically the safety position, if you're running like rushing downfield and you're trying to like stop somebody. You have to like completely stop dead in your tracks and completely like reverse position to be able to stop the ball carrier, and that's extremely hard to do. And that made Clinton Dix look really bad last season, and that made a lot of people kind of think, "Oh, you know, he can't. He's afraid to make a tackle and all that." But that's like physically difficult to do. So you know? while while I do agree with that to a point, where Capers had him playing that Jabril Prepper Jabril Peppers role. You know, playing forty yards deep on yeah. on third and one, uh, he still. I don't know. It seemed like when Rogers went down, so did Dix. It, I I saw a, a lack of effort in a lot of his playing, and especially that. Oh my god, that game against Detroit. Yeah, week seventeen. If there has is... ever been an instance of playing to not get hurt, that is Haha Clinton Dix in week seventeen last year. Yeah, that's really inexplainable. I mean, I don't want to try and justify that, but I mean, you know, that was that was bad. I, you know, it seemed like that was the case with a couple players, actually. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna. I guess I am singling him out, but I'm. I you're right. There were quite a few despondent players in Week 17. How dare you single him out? <laughs> well, I mean, Capers put him single high, so I'm gonna single him out. <laughs> wow! I passed the torch to you. Now you're just you're just taking it and running with it tonight. Wow. <laughs> I mean, this is this is my brand, man. I've got I've got <laughs> takes and puns. That's what I do. So God, <laughs> we've we've talked about Clinton Dix. We've talked about Josh Jones. We talked about Kentrell Bryce. The three remaining safeties that we need to worry about are Jermaine Whitehead, Marwin Evans, and Raven Green. Now, uh, Jermaine Whitehead and Marwin Evans have both seen game time, and especially on special teams. And with the loss of Jeff Janis at Gunner, we are most likely going to have to rely on one of those guys to kind of pick up the slack. And I think it was was it Evans who led the team in special team tackles last year. I think it was Evans. So it, it might it might have been him. Yeah. Um, depending on if, uh, um, okay, I'm I'm butchering his name. MVS, the wide receiver, the rookie. <laughs> Marquez Valdez Scantling. Thank you. Depending on it, <laughs> on if if MVS makes the team this year as a wide receiver, I think that that's going to affect the battle at safety because I see him as a gunner. That's like pretty much the role that I saw him filling as well. And it's not just because he's a wide receiver and he wears number eighty three. You know, <laughs> we we have to we have to get a Jeff Janis reference in there at some point. Um, yeah, you kind of you kind of hit it on the head. Marwin Evans, he played, I believe, eighty. 80 something percent special team snaps last season and Jermaine Whitehead he played somewhere in the 44 45 range percentile so you know so, those guys are yeah they're pretty well versed in the special teams category so if if any undrafted safety is going to make the roster perhaps Raven Green um he's going to have to be able to play on special teams which is pretty much the case with any undrafted player trying to make a roster you got to be able to play on special teams so Raven Green being the the sole, um, I, I'm not going to call him a bubble player because Whitehead and Evans are both bubble players, but Raven being the only um, 
new addition to the safeties. Uh, if we look at his athletic profile, it's not terribly impressive. Uh, so he's five eleven. Well, so okay, I I never understood this. He's he's five eleven eleven. So he's a, a shot hair shy of six feet. Uh, weighs one ninety seven. Ran the forty at his pro day in four five one, which isn't bad. Uh, put up fourteen in the bench press. Vertical jump of thirty four. Broad jump of nine foot eleven. But here's the kicker: his three cone drill was seven oh eight, which is which is good for uh, a linebacker. But well, if... to be fair, Josh Jones he ran a seven point five his three cone seven point zero five. Okay, okay, but at his pro, day. but Josh Jones is also isn't he like twenty pounds heavier? That's also a very good point. <laughs> Josh Jones is oh currently listed at two oh eight, so he's ten pounds heavier. So I was being a bit hyperbolic I think, there. I, I, well, I think he did. He did come out. I think uh, where did he come out of uh, North Carolina State? Yeah, he came out of North Carolina State. I think at two twenty. Okay, I think. But yeah, at the time he was probably about fifteen, maybe twenty pounds heavier. So, so your point still stands. I'll give you that. So I, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna plug um, Cantley Plotts here. He uh, writes for Pride of Detroit has his relative athletic score. It's mm-hmm. it's the thing that I, I love to use to compare apples to apples on pure athletics. For example, his airness, the folk legend, Jeff Janis, uh, tests at like a 9.97. He's literally one of the best athletes to ever play wide receiver. <laughs> Which does not automatically translate to wide receiver, but heavy, tall, fast, and strong will always translate to special teams. And I don't think that Raven Green's uh, particular skill set will translate to special teams, and I just don't see him making the roster. That may, See, Jeff Jan's skill set may not have translated to wide receiver. It did translate to special teams, as you said. Raven Green could be the opposite. He might not be, he might not be able to translate to special teams, but he could translate to playing defense. And that actually is, that is what I wrote about when I predicted him to make the roster uh, today. He... You know, he could possibly make the roster just based on. I know you threw his athletic score in my face, but pure athleticism. His I, pure athleticism. He, so his relative I athletic when, score when, is under five. He's like a four point five. He is literally a worse base athlete than Geronimo Allison. Those are just scores, though. <laughs> they are just scores. So you're gonna are you gonna hit me with that track slow pads fast? I'm gonna hit you with the watch them film. But okay, so he's a. I'm just he's kidding. A, I, He's a free safety a, a trying to make. Film. I'm sorry, you're saying. Oh, I have I haven't watched a Lickett film on Raven Green. So. Oh, okay, so well, <laughs> I don't I don't have the all twenty two from James Madison just queued. Yeah, up. I mean, well, I I can't tell you though. He did have thirteen picks over yeah. like a four year span. So okay, but you know, I mean, also you have to talk about his level of competition. Like a couple of years ago, oh. um, we had my very first induction into the Hot Take Hall of Fame in Tavares Dantzler who had a he came from Bethune Cookman and had a 9 minute highlight film of him just destroying what would be a good Texas high school football team. <laughs> and the hype on this kid was unimaginable. And then it turns out beasting on lower level competition and playing at the same place as Nick Collins doesn't automatically translate to being a good NFL player. Okay. And so that's Raven a, Green that's a fair point. Raven Green picking off some business major from the all colonial athletic association 
<laughs> doesn't necessarily translate to having to go up all against right. Matt Ryan and Tom Brady. Okay, all right. When Raven Green makes the roster, you can come back to this podcast, this exact recording, <laughs> and, and hail me as a proper. Look, I'm just saying, in 2016, I predicted Josh Hawkins. And in 2017, I predicted Michael Clark would make the roster. And for some reason, every year, I get a vibe on a certain undrafted guy to make the roster. And I feel like Raven Green is that guy. I don't know what it is. It could be the fact that he's, he's a safety and he, play, and he wears number 36. You know, shout out to Leroy Butler and Nick Collins. It could be what it, I, I don't know, but I just got a good feeling about him. I think that there are, um, I think we have a better chance of seeing an undrafted, like offensive tackle or a backup center make the roster before we see a, what would essentially be a fifth safety and a free safety who's playing behind a former all pro. Well, he would, well, he would be the fourth safety unless they decide to roll with Whitehead or, or Evans. Right. Well, I'm. I think you. I think one of Whitehead and Evans between those two is a lock. I think that that the four safeties yeah. are are set in the coaches' minds, and then the potential fifth safety, instead of being one of Whitehead and Evans, would be Green. Yeah, yeah, that's more than likely the, the what's what's going to end up happening. I just wanted to take my best shot. It's it's <laughs> it's crazy that I mean. A year ago, this seemed like the the biggest strength on the team. You know, they had Haha Clinton Dix coming off of a Pro Bowl year. What, what was he? A second team All Pro in twenty sixteen. Yep, second team All Pro. Yeah, uh, Clinton Dix, Morgan Burnett, Josh Jones was looked really promising. Kentrell, Bryce, well, he's still really promising. Kentrell Bryce, you know, seemed very up and coming. And then Evans was flashing in the preseason. You know, this seemed like the deepest positional group on the whole roster, and now we're kind of. Picking picking straws here, and I, I'm I'm shouting out Raven Green predicting he'll make the roster as a fourth safety. So we are, uh, I guess I'd, I'd have to deviate a little bit. Um, something that that was big in Capers' defense last year that you noticed there was a huge fall off when Morgan wasn't on the field, and it wasn't necessarily because of his playmaking ability, because we had athletes that could play his all over the field role, but Morgan had to give up the. Uh, play allocation duties to Blake Martinez. Yep. And the, uh, yeah. When Blake, Blake started wearing the headset. Right. And when Blake was in charge last year, things went wrong. There, yeah. There's plenty of instances of you can see Clay like pointing at people and yelling. And, and if you notice, every single one of those times, Morgan Burnett is not on the field. So I think that the, the biggest hole isn't necessarily someone playing Morgan's role as the in-the-box safety or the all-over dimebacker Dayon Buchanan thing, I think it's it's the leadership from the backside. And I don't know if HaHa can do that. I mean, if we're basing that off of HaHa's 2017 season, more than likely, yeah, he's not going to be able to handle that. I mean, we McCarthy, he even stated that, you know, they need more out of Clinton Dix. He needs to step up and be a leader. That was, like, right at the end of the season, like January but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Things kind of started just drifting south. Anytime Burnett wasn't on the field, because that was like, that was like the top dog in the defense in terms of communication. And tons of times last season, we saw countless, countless times where the defense just seemed completely out of sorts before the snap. Guys are moving around, didn't know their responsibilities, didn't know what they were supposed to be doing, and before you know it, the ball was snapped. Guys were all out of place. And that was just the biggest thing that bit that that bit them in the ass last year. That was one of the biggest things, actually. But yeah, I think losing Burnett is kind of gonna 
loom a lot larger than people think. Um, I was actually really pulling for the Packers to re-sign him, as I'm sure you were too. Oh, so was I, absolutely. Especially with the the money that he got in Pittsburgh. It just seems like the the safety market this year is ridiculously underpriced. Seriously. I mean, Tyran Matthew, the the deal he got with the Houston Texans, that was like weak. It was the one-year deal. And Trey Boston, he's still... Uh, he, he's still a free agent. Eric Reed is still a free agent. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my fellow Acme Packing Company uh, and daily podcasters, Peter Bukowski, was saying that the Packers would greatly increase their secondary strength if they just threw a dart and hit one of those three free safeties out still on the market just to, to add some, some veteran presence. And I agree. That I, think, I think taking a flyer on Trey Boston wouldn't be a bad idea. Not at all. I, I would I would be so happy. I can't even tell you right now. I would be so happy. Just adding not just the, the you know, the sense of experience there, but just a new player, a new athlete in into the secondary, you know, another playmaker. Give this defense as many the secondary specifically, as many playmakers as you could possibly give them. I mean I, I, I yeah, go sorry, go. I, I'm sorry, I, I would see Trey Boston as almost like a like a Tremont Williams signing like signing a, a veteran presence who you know is going to impact right away, but might get phased out later on. Yeah, someone who could still help you know the younger guys in the roster, but he can absolutely play. That's pretty much what Tremont Williams is doing. He showed last year in Arizona he could still freaking play and at a high level. He was one of the best free agent corners on the market, if not the best, when the Packers signed him. And he's all, he also offers that veteran leadership to the, a very young cornerback unit. That's exactly what Trey Boston can bring. Well, I just I I hope that the safety position works itself out in camp, and we don't have a situation last year like we did with corner, where somehow Quentin Rollins is starting, and everyone's all hyped on him. So I guess we're gonna Ugh. like walk in this year, and somehow Jermaine Whitehead is gonna be starting at strong safety in training camp, and we're gonna have no idea what's going on. Just just start Michael Clark at safety. Solve all your problems. <laughs> Put him at strong safety. Stay, staying on brand and finishing strong. Well, guys, that about does it for <laughs> our time here on the Pack-A-Day podcast. I'm Matt, but you can call me Matub. You can find me on Twitter at CallMeMatub. You can see my writings at Acme Packing Company and also at Pack to the Future. And I am Zachary Jacobson. You can find me on Twitter at Zach A. Jacobson. That's Z-A-C-H, not Z-A-C-K, as everyone likes to, you know, spell it. Um, you can find me at Cheesehead TV as well. And I'll be covering the Packers this training camp all season long until February. And even through February for the entire year. So I'll uh, catch you guys next week. And thank you guys for listening to the Pack-A-Day podcast. Be sure to remember to subscribe and rate on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, or anywhere else that you can find our lovely podcast. And follow us on Twitter at Pack-A-Day Podcast. All right, guys, that'll do it for us. As always, I'm Matt, but you can call me Matub. And I'm Zach. Just call me Zach. That's it. Zach needs a catchphrase. All right, guys. Have a good one. Shotgun <laughs> formation of third and 15 to the 46-yard line of Dallas. They empty the shotgun. Cobb in motion to the left side. Rodgers looks it over against the snap. Back pedals now under some pressure. Steps up, throws it over the middle. Good Adams! 30! Turns up field. 25! Cutting right to the 20! 15! 10! 5! Devontae Adams to the south end zone for the touchdown! 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.